We got a lot to talk about today. Need everyone to stay safe out there today. But I understand your struggle. Everybody, you know to log on. good lyrics, you just got to let that ride out. Let's go one more time. A little too excited. be optimistic we got to be optimistic we got to be optimistic even in the face of adversity but i want to go ahead and introduce this podcast right testing testing one four three testing testing one to the four to the three this is the ken corner podcast and it's all love baby welcome man welcome to the ken's corner podcast if you are listening for the first time i want to thank you if you are a continued listener i would like to say thank you also to that Without you, there will really be no me because I'll just be talking to myself. I talk to myself anyway, but hey, I actually got people worldwide now that's listening. So thank you so much for that. You could have been doing anything else. As always, wherever you consume your podcast entertainment, I need you to download. I need you to subscribe. I need you to subscribe and rate it because I really like to see what you think about the things that we talk about, I talk about, I keep saying we, it's only me, Um, the things I talk about here on this podcast. So I need you to subscribe, I need you to download, I need you to, when it posts, to share, retweet, and like. Please make sure, today I'm doing a live simulcast on Instagram and Facebook, I believe Facebook is linked. If not, I don't know if they're going to kick me off, don't know, and really don't care, But because there's a lot I really, actually I do care because it's a lot I want to say and I want to be able to reach as many people as I can. So, and you can also interact with me on my social media, which is Ken's Corner Podcast or Ken's Corner on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. 
Also, you can interact with me on my website, which is www.cancorner.co. That's www.cancorner.co. So although there's a plethora of things that I could talk about in the neighborhood on the corner, three good music projects that came out from Joel Ortiz and King Crook, I could talk about uh, Problem. I could talk about Freddie Gibbs. All those things, go out and get it. Going to need a distraction for a little while. I could talk about the versus healing that Kirk Franklin and um, I forgot his name that quick. I've been forgetting his name all day today. Um, it's going to come to me in a second. <laughs> I don't know why I've been forgetting this. Fred Hammond. I don't know why I keep forgetting Fred Hammond's name all day today. Kirk Franklin and Fred Hammond's A Day of Healing and Celebration of Music. Over 200,000 people listened to that. But there's one thing and one thing only that has been consuming my mind that I've allowed to consume my time, that I've allowed to consume my emotions, thought process. I've gone down so many rabbit holes. I've gone through so many changes of emotions. I be honestly, I honestly, I've cried several days, hugged my children, just kissed them, and it's because of the situation with and the murder. I'm gonna call it a situation, the murder of George Floyd, at the hands of four cops, four. I don't even want to call them police officers because they do not represent what the shield is supposed to represent. And with those uh, emotions, you know, I spoke about it last podcast. My my heart was heavy to the point where I didn't want to do a podcast. And I just waited. I was late. Still did it. Got a very, very great response from that podcast. And I thought that I got I thought I got it out. And then things more things start to transpire with the protests. And I wanted to take this time to talk about the protests and the things after that and the reaction by certain segments of the community against this progress, I mean, against these protests. And I want to start with the announcement today by the person who occupies the White House, the person who occupies the office of the presidency, and him invoking this 1807 Insurrection Act. And the end, I want you to look at it, again, I want you, the people, to go look at it for yourself. But basically the Insurrection Act is used for, um, that allows the president to be able to deploy troops at the federal capacity in response to domestic unrest and certain other contingencies. Now, the thing that we have to look, the thing I want us to look at, or the thing I want to concentrate very briefly on, again, I want you to look at it, look it up yourself. It's the 1807 Insurrection Act. And the part that is gray is response to domestic unrest and certain other contingencies. Now, if you have been watching the protest on the news or wherever you consume your news media, you saw peaceful protests and then you saw looting and rioting. You saw both. And the problem with the the looting and the rioting is the fact that it gets the concentration as opposed to what caused um, this issue. And so I looked at this whole thing and I, you know, and sitting back and just, just taking it all in. And the thing that continued to, to bother me is the fact that the actual riot got over, um, the actual reason why they were riot got overshadowed. The issue was still George Floyd's murder. And the slow act of the police department, excuse me, the slow act of the attorney general and the prosecutor to bring these bring these 
these people who occupy the the badge to justice. And Minneapolis just this they 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 were the spark plugs. And then it just spread across the nation. People of color primarily and people who are underrepresented and marginalized just got tired. And what I saw was an automatic combat where people and police got pitted against each other. Now, the problem with that is that six times or seven times, I don't know what whatever ratio you want to use, the actual police that were actually out doing their jobs, we don't know if they're the ones that participate in the crazy and, and, and just downright evil as some of the other other counterparts. And I remember speaking out about it last time, like I really want to see nationally police departments condone this. And I'm not saying they all listen to the Ken's Corner podcast, but dang sure after I said it, it was happening. Police across the nation were standing up you know, chiefs were like, no, we don't condone this. This is wrong. You know, and it really put America at, you know, it was like, wait a minute, because before you never heard that. I'm not saying it was never said, but I damn sure know I ain't, I ain't never heard it. And so now you have these police officers standing out, and now when these these protests come, then it's just how do they turn violent all of a sudden, Okay. Now, in some situations, it was some people who were upset, generally upset at the murder of George Floyd and genuinely went out and just started tearing shit up. They genuinely was on that, all right? And the funny thing about conservatives and then their Democratic, or excuse me, I don't want to say conservative, their liberal counterparts, those in the 1%, and some middle class, and I hate to make it a race thing, but I am. Um, a lot of white people say, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King. And then you even have some black people, Dr. Martin Luther King. And it's funny because people only, I think, I don't even say I think, I know for a fact people really don't know the life of Dr. Martin Luther King. They really don't. Because Dr. Martin Luther King, when, when faced with the question of rioting, he said a riot is the language of the unheard. And so, therefore, he went on and said, okay, y'all want to look at the riot, but y'all not understanding that they these, these people, these marginalized people, didn't have a voice. So, therefore, this is what they turned to. I remember, you know, it's shameless plug about my own podcast, but I remember, you know, always I talked in a, in a few podcasts ago talking about how people – look at the fire and judge the fire, but nobody wants to talk about the spark. The spark of what people went through and reason why this is happening, the spark, you know, started in 1619. When Africans were forced from their continent and brought here against their will to the Americas and to the to the, to the Caribbean and to Cuba, but here in America primarily in 1619. I, and I really urge everyone to look at the uh, the 1619 project by Miss Nicole uh, Hannah Jones. I really I really implore people to to research that and go look that up. Very great piece of liter, liter, literary work. But let's fast forward to 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 where we are today, and. For those you don't understand why people riot, I want to give you a brief, very brief history lesson on the race riots in America. And let's look at the common thing. 1967 in Newark, two white police officers arrest and beat up a black taxi driver for a minor traffic violation. 1980 in, in Miami, the acquittal of four white police officers for... Uh, beaten up in, of uh, killing an unarmed black man. 1992, Los Angeles, Rodney King. This was my introduction to the national stage of what corrupt cops were about. 
because on my local level, oh, I saw it firsthand. I saw it firsthand. So it was the fact that when in 1992, when we saw Rodney King, in my mind's eye, it was finally America can see what each marginalized neighborhood had been talking about for years. But again, we all know what happened with that. 2001, rioting erupts in Cincinnati, Ohio, after the killing of a 19-year-old black man, Timothy Thomas, by a white police officer. 2014, Ferguson, Michael Brown. 2015, Freddie Gray. Look at the common thread in these particular situations. All of them with encounters from police to unarmed black people. And these type of situations, again, the the thing about many of these situations, from 92 at least, is that 70% of these were videotaped. We see, we saw what happened. We saw what happened to Castile in many in, in Minneapolis. So again, Minnesota. Without and the more I've done research on Minnesota, it is one of the most racially tense cities in the nation. Outside of Prince and the Timberwolves and Mall of America, and so now we looking at this situation and people just were tired because they were unheard. Some of you same people, a couple are on my timeline, and I'm telling you now, I've been quiet, but I'm telling you now, I'm on your ass. Because I'm, I, 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 I still love you. I still love you. You're probably going to delete me because I, I don't really delete people. I, I don't get a whole thing. You know, it's, and if you do that, that's on you. But a lot of people get off on, yeah, I, you know, I had to clean my, you know, making these grand announcements about how many people they done cleaned out their social media. Okay, cool. For me, I keep you on because I want you to see the blessing because I want you to see that I'm about love. But at the end of the day, these black people are being lynched day after day after day after day. And it's by the people who my tax dollars and who your tax dollars go out to to pay, to protect and serve. That is it. To protect and serve. Your job is to see what is going on, neutralize the situation, take them to jail, and let the prosecutors and the judges let them do what they do. But on many occasions, you become the judge and executioner. It takes you, it, it, you know, it, I, I don't want to be all over the place, but the thing about it when it comes to training, you know, <laughs> I think it takes you longer. It's, in, in certain professions, it takes you longer to do that than it is to be a police officer. And I'm not anti-police because I have another segment that I'm going to do, uh, and I'm, gonna, I'm announcing it now. I have four confirmed, and this is across the United States, I have four confirmed police officers who are willing to sit down with me for a town hall meeting and and during this meeting it's not me bashing them you know pointing fingers i mean because one i know all of these people personally i'm waiting on two more two more to to get on board but if they don't you know i don't i don't begrudge them but i know i have four across the nation who are wanting to sit down and let's have a conversation about policing about interaction with civilians like because i want to i want to come with tangible solutions i just don't want to come out here just yelling and lamenting i want to have tangible solutions i want to be the change that i want to see however with that being said and one of the things i will say in this is the fact that you know when these type of things happen how come it doesn't seem like more of the good guys or the good cops speak up that's the part, but that's a whole nother segment. I don't want to give too much away, but be on the lookout for that. But I want to get back to this situation. So you have this person who occupies the presidency, the same person who talk about if you loot, we going to shoot. These type of dog whistles, these type of things that, that these 
that's really agitating and putting more pressure on the cops to react. Now, there were several situations, and I saw I saw one. Now, it was, it was, you know, again, there were peaceful ones. And again, like I said, it was some, it was some people who was legitimately upset about what the murder of George Floyd, and they was bought it off the rip, off the dribble. So that's them. But then there was another group, and primarily, and I ain't gonna say primarily, but some of the groups people have been identified as Antifa. Now, Antifa, if you don't know who Antifa is. Antifa is the anti-government. <laughs> like Antifa just shows up to events and they are about it. They just coming in just to wreck shop. All right. Majority of them are, are white. Again, I don't continue on to make it a white and black thing, but I'm just going to state facts. So some of these people have been identified as Antifa. And what we are finding out that some of these people are just going in, just setting it off. And so you already have a powder keg, and there's there's sleeper cells of Antifa across the nation. And so with some of the the like the mayor of Minneapolis and other mayors and um, officials are finding out that some of the people that are being arrested don't even live in the city. So these people, just like in Charlottesville, when that crazy ass dude ran over that young lady, that dude was from Toledo, like he was from Toledo. And drove down and did that bullshit. So that's that's what I'm talking about. These is there's a group of people that want to travel just to start stuff. And so what ends up happening is some of these people were going out, you know, bashing windows, <coughs> excuse me, throwing bricks. It is already a tense situation. Now, <coughs> excuse me, these people, again, the protester had a had a level of anger and anxiety. The police have a level of anxiety. Now you add these other agitators come in, and then now they're throwing bricks and all this. Now the powder keg, and you you get what you get. But there were other situations, like in Detroit. I saw several things in Detroit, several things in Chicago, several things in Dayton, several things in Cleveland, where it was peaceful, and Columbus, where it was peaceful, and it was actual cops just going out agitating in in Dayton primarily I know for a fact it was there was a peaceful aspect and it was this person just um shooting the the pepper spray bullets for what reason in Detroit I saw a dude literally with his hands up this big dude I never get I'm sitting there watching the Detroit thing and the guy was talking but he had his hands up and then he was he was starting to turn, I guess, to walk back, and the police just rushed him. And so I'm looking in New York, this be people getting pushed down. There was I think it was I don't want to New York or Florida I can't remember which one it was, where you actually see cop cars mowing through people. This this is the stuff that people we are talking about, but they are incentivized by the person who operates the White House because he's blown. It ain't even a dog whistle no more. I mean, he really out there like too short, blow the whistle, like do 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 Like he's, he ain't even a dog whistle with it. He blatant with it. And now these people feel empowered to do the, these cowards feel empowered. These cowards with badges. That's what I call them. Because some of these people, if they didn't have any badges, these were, some of these was the same cats that was getting their ass beat on the playground. It was these same cats. It was in New York. Thank you. Um, it was in, um, it, people are texting me. It was in New York where people was driving through. Uh, thank the, my uh, people uh, that are logged on. So they helping me out. So it was in New York where they were driving cars through people and things of that nature. But it was some of these cats that was just <laughs> just suckers. They was lames. They got talked about. Like, we all got talked about. I got talked about. You know, we all got talked about. And I'm not saying the traumatic things that didn't happen to you because it's traumatic to me. But I never wanted to be a cop and go out and take it out on people. Now that I got a badge, you take them badge off of 70% of these cops and they can't, they couldn't bust a grape in a fruit fright. They can't do nothing but that badge gives them the authority. And then, um, you know, then, you know, with the blue line, and I talked about that last week. Again, go look up some of these terms because I, when I speak, I'm speaking for a fact. All right, there's emotion in it. There's some of my opinion in it, but my opinion is based upon these particular facts. And so 
they feel empowered. These cowards feel empowered. And as a people, we're tired of it. We're tired of it. We're just, we're past tired. People are, some people are making smart decisions. Some people are making maybe not smart decisions, but it's coming out of being tired. It's coming out of being not being heard. And so when you feel like you're not being heard, just like a kid, you know, I've been fortunate to work with kids from all the way from babies, all the way to college students, from jail to church. And the one thing that I've found in a common with kids, if kids are not heard, if kids, if you don't talk to your kids and stuff, they act out. They act out because they're not being heard. Now, I'm not calling us kids. What I'm saying is when you have a society or a portion of people who haven't been heard, they act out. They are already in a system of systemic racism from healthcare to housing to jobs to everything. They're already in this system. They're already in this rat race. They've, they've been, we have evidence of the government pumping drugs into the community. We have evidence of the government putting guns in the community. Yes, love you, President Obama, but you did that shit too. We have this evidence of these things happening to our people. And then when this stuff comes out, it's the government. They throwing stones and then they want to hide their hand. And the people who operate in white privilege and don't have the sense to say, hey, you know what? I can use my voice to be an advocate and I can use my voice to be an ally. But you quiet. You coaches that's quiet, my eyes is on you. My son ain't playing for no coward-ass coaches. I'm telling you that flat out. I'm telling you flat out. I'm watching. I'm watching all this stuff. You can't sit up here and, you know, well, it may not be your demeanor, so I have to be careful with that. I keep, it may not be your demeanor. But it, it don't, when you comment on everything else and then you, when it's time to speak up about something and you don't say nothing, no, nah, man, we're not doing that. I'm telling you that flat out. We're not doing that. And the thing about this that's so, it's not even funny, is that this whole thing coming to the limelight started with the knee. With Colin Kaepernick. And now it's coming out. I read reports there's top executives, and pretty soon that's going to come out. And I talk about being on the right side of being on the right side of history and being on the right side of right. Is that a lot of execs are starting to come out and say pretty much what I was saying, like, yeah, he was blackballed. You know, now he took that payoff from the NFL, so I don't know how that what that's gonna look like. But when you're on the right side of right, like I said in one of my posts, you it's a lonely, it's lonely to be a real leader, to be a true leader. It's lonely because you make decisions on being on the right side of right. And a lot of times I lost personal relationships because of that. Because I want to be on the right side of right. And people get their feelings hurt when you're on the right side of right. Now, I'm always down for a conversation. And if a conversation through and a conversation and an acknowledgement, United States' greatest sin is that they never, ever, ever, ever really made amends with chattel slavery. Never made amends. Every, I want everybody, and this this is not a scare thing, it's not me scaring anybody, but I want everybody under the sound of my voice, wherever you live, whether you live in a big city or a rural town, you are one, we are one incident away from a spark plug and from from it blowing up. Yes, you too, Zinya. Zinya, which the Greek means friendship and friendly. You know, this past Friday, and I didn't believe it until my wife had to send it to me because I didn't see it on the news, that somebody shot into the Democratic uh, office or um, headquarters in Zinya. And when she said it, she was like, matter of fact, with it. And I'm like, wait a minute, did, they, did what? And guess what side of the building that the gunshots went? Because I went to see it for myself. I, she gave me the newspaper. This happened Friday, I believe. 
she showed me on the news, but I got up early this morning and I had to go see it for myself. And I saw the bullet holes on the side where the Black Lives Matter sign hung. And it's like, wow. Now, I've been living in Zinnia off and on. Well, I came down here in 91. And I will be the first to tell you Zinnia has a lot of good people. I have a lot of good people who I love here, both black and white, that would give me their laughs. When a tree fell on our house, the, the community came together and, 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 you know, helped us out with gift cards and, you know, teachers giving us gas cards. Uh, it was a couple that let us stay in their basement while we were trying to find other, you know, residency. I, so it's good people here. I, I, so I'm not going to sit here and bash this whole city. I'm not going to do that. I understand the nuances when it comes to these particular things because there are people who operate within white supremacy. They don't, under, they don't understand nor do they want to understand their white privilege. But that ain't everybody. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that dude. However, Zinnia is a sleeper cell of just really racist people. And it's it's and it's blatant sometimes. You know, right around the corner from me, and they just recently took it down within the past couple months. And I, I don't even go that way because I didn't want my kids to see this, but it, they fly Confederate flags like it's nothing. They there there's a group of guys who ride around in big um uh Ford trucks and Dodge trucks with their with their stars and bars just riding up and down the street trying to be very intimidating to people. That's Xenia. Greek for friendly. That's Xenia. And Xenia is one incident away from some people tearing this shit up. I remember, I think it was about, I want to say it was about seven years ago, a situation happened. Actually, you know what? I'll tell you this. It was, it was right after when Crawford got killed. It was right after Crawford got killed, so however long that was ago. And I remember it moved me so much that I went and I met with the mayor, city council, you know, different people in Zinnia by myself. Didn't I don't I'm the person I, I travel by myself. I fight by myself. You know, I, I travel by myself. And I remember wanting to go in and just who can I talk to to help try to make some change? Who can I talk to to try to build relationships with police um, and, and people? And and I you know and I came away very you know and I worked with I worked you know a little program there was a part that I didn't do I admit that there was a part that I did not do and I dropped the ball on, um, but I I felt good because I was working within the community because it's my community because I live here, I coach here I used to worship here, you know all of those things I eat I sleep you know I this is my community so I'm not going I'm not a dude that's just gonna sit back and let stuff happen. However, by the same token, there are a lot of willfully ignorant people around here that don't want to make the change. When Trump, well, well, actually, when President Obama got elected, that's when that's when I really, really, really saw the ugly side of Zinnia. I've seen it before. I've been followed by police. I've been followed in Walmart and all the other stores. When I get followed, I show out. You know, so they don't even honestly. And then, you know, I'm, I ain't gonna lie. My stature in the community is up, so I don't. I'm, I'm really respected in the community, so I, I don't have that anymore. But it did happen. Um, but when President Obama got elected, that's when I saw the ugly side of Zinnia from the political aspect, because I I know a lot of people in city council and things of that nature. And then that's when their true colors came out. That's when their hood. Their hood-like mentality, and I ain't talking about hood like Cleveland and Chicago. I'm talking about hood like KKK. That's when their ment- That's when it, that came out. I said, "Okay, now I know how you really feel." And I kept giving people chances and chances and chances, but I'm, a, you know, I was told at an early age, once a person show you who they are, believe them. 
And so I really want us today, I had to play that song. So what is the optimistic aspect of all of this? You said all this, Ken, what's the optimistic aspect? The optimistic aspect for me is I want you to be angry. I want you to be mad. I want you to be calculated in your response. Do not allow the narrative to be changed from what this killing and lynching of uh, George Floyd needs to stay at the forefront of the conversation. But you need to, in, in my opinion, is whether you're an Israel, uh, uh, Hebrew Israelite, were you Muslim, were you Catholic, Christian, all of the denominations of Christianity, and whether you are atheist, it is time to say enough is enough, and we have to combat evil at whatever level you at. I don't have nothing against nobody from no other religion. I'm going to join hands with Israel, Hebrew, uh, Israel, uh, black Israel, Hebrew, Hebrew Israelites, excuse me, I'm not, I don't want to be disrespectful. Uh, uh, Muslims, Christians, atheists, like I'm, I'm joining hands with everybody who is against racism and white supremacy. I'm joining hands with anybody that's going to help fight these battles. This particular situation has sparked across the world. Japan had a protest. Places in Africa had a pro protest. People in New Zealand had a protest. Hell, even the freaking Amish came out. Like, they don't even have TVs. They came out. <laughs> you know, I'm being a little funny with that one. But they came out. So, you know if the Amish people done came out and said, this is some bullshit, then we know this is some bullshit. Like, if nothing else, like, I think everybody can agree, no matter what you believe in, when the Amish people showed up, because when I saw it, I thought it was a joke, but I look, I said, oh, snap, they're here in support. Yeah, this is really serious, for real, for real. And so, shout out to everybody who is in support, but let me go back to my tangible items. We, as Africans, who've been forced here against our will under chattel slavery here in America, we have to continue to conversate. We have to move the conversation to action. We have to move the conversation to action. And whatever those action items is within your community, you need to put them on paper and you need to act on them. In my opinion, filling out that census because gerrymandering happens because people don't fill out census and they're they going to give the resources and they're going to do voting lines and the redlining and all of that because of that. We need to vote at the local level. I know some people in the new black media and all that is against that. Hey, I'm sorry. Every aspect of your life is affected by voting. Whether you want to believe it or not, stop using the Chinese as that. That's like one of the stupidest examples that they use, and I'll, I'll debunk that one day. But the thing is, we have to pull our power together and say, this is what, this is what we want. These are the action items that we want. And if you're not giving it to us, whether you're Democrat, Republican, Independent, we're not voting for you. We have to go in and say, what we want. We need to be, again, another action item is being fiscally and financially literate. I'm not talking about college per se. You need to be fiscally literate. We need to hunt. We need to learn how to shoot. We need to learn how to grow our own food. Like these are tangible action items that we can do individually and then collectively. Because I saw, I saw this powerful piece, and I'm going to close. I saw this powerful piece that I posted on my Instagram story, and it was, you know, it was two African, two African 
people forced descendants of Africans who were forced here against their will in America and they were arguing. Well, it seemed like they were arguing because one guy was just upset and the other guy was just holding him say, I know, I know, I know. But what you what we gonna do? And he asked the guy how old he was, and the guy was said 47. And the guy who was holding him, he was 31. But then they turned to the little boy and he said, But he's 16. And he turned to him with a plea and he said, and I'm paraphrasing, is that you have to come up with a different way because the way we doing it ain't right. We we haven't we haven't been able to figure it out yet. And it reminded me of a uh, of a, a literary piece that I had the fortune enough to write with Dr. Uh, Dr. Monique Cherry McDaniel, and I'm going to dig that piece up, and with her permission, I want to publish that uh, for you know people to see. And we talked about what it meant to be a citizen after the Trayvon, Trayvon Martin. Uh, assassination and when we um, when we, we we did that piece it I showed it to my uncle and my uncle is the smartest person I know you know smarter than Michael Eric Dyson Cornell West you know my uncle is uh, is a whiz I, I I hold him in that regard for, uh, intellectually and I remember him him and my aunt reading my piece and reading our excuse me, our piece and they loved it. But I'll never forget my uncle said, I love it. However, you're looking at this from the eyes of, per, of a person with hope. He said, unfortunately, I no longer have that hope. And I'm being, I, I'm always honest with you because the people who follow me, I want to build, I'm, I'm a relate, I don't care about fans, I care about relationships. And my podcast is successful because people, and I, I got this from Joe Button when he said it. He says, I want people, I, I, I didn't build a fan base, I built a trust base. And so people who follow me, there's a trust base. And so with that being said, my transparent moment is that I am starting to give up hope. I'm starting to give up hope. Because each time I think that there's a possibility of making this a better place then something else major happens and slaps me right in the face and the perception of you a nigga is put right back on me and as a as a as a descendant of, of an african who was brought here against their will here in america that's hard man we've been dealing we've been doing this for over 400 years you you We've been doing this for over 400 years, and our descend we are our descendants are tired, and my shoulders hurt because I'm lifting up four young men who I want to help change the world. But sometimes I held my sons the other day, and I just cried because as a father, I felt like I failed them because I'm not making this world. I don't feel like I'm making this world any better. So I'm turning to them, giving them every, my job is to live. My job is to live. My job is to show them that I'm a man. And with, sometimes as a man, you have to do things as a man. So I want them to see a man, but I want them to get as much wisdom as they can get because I want them to be the ones to make the change that can be better for my grandkids because I'm not going to lie, I'm starting to give up hope. So that's why it was so important that I played that song Optimistic uh, because I, I, once you give up hope, you just that's the life out of you. And I don't believe God put me here and put us all here just to just go through the motions. Make no mistake about it. There's an evil force against oppressed people, against marginalized people, against underrepresented people. And we have to band together. We have to, one, individually raise ourselves up, but then collectively be able to, if it's one or two people, and again, I'm not big on the whole crowd. Like, I'm not big on numbers. Other people are. I'm not big on numbers. The fraternity I belong to, we got members versus men. Like, I live by that. Give me eight over 80 any day. I live by that. 
But I just need some more. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I need other like-minded individuals to push forward with me so that we can just make a somewhat of a change. So I've given my, what I believe is some, some, um, some action items to work on. What are your action items? Interact with me. Let me know what you're going to do. No matter where you at, we can do it together. Because without you, there is no me. Every time we're divided, the enemy wins. And I still believe love will win. I still believe it. I still believe it. I still believe it. You know, I, I've, uh, one, of the, my, one of my favorite bars when it comes, you know, I, I, love, I love the teachings of Jesus Christ. I follow the teachings of Jesus Christ. But you found Jesus where the lames and the lepers were at. The last person Jesus saved before he went to the, before he descended was the crook, was a thief. Jesus didn't hang out with the with the aristocrats. Jesus was with the people. And I'm not comparing myself to Jesus. I'm not doing that at all. But if I'm gonna follow his work, I'm with the people. Always. I don't care about no freaking conferences. I don't care about none of that. I don't care about no pulpits anymore. I don't care about none of that. I care about being with the people. And so we as a people got to do it. We're going to stay optimistic, optimistic in a lot of neighborhoods. I meant, I meant to say this too. They, they've invoked martial law, curfews, freaking police sprayed uh, Representative uh, uh, Beatty from Columbus. Like if you're doing that to her, imagine what they're doing to us. So if you if you don the badge, I am imploring you to believe, please, please, if you if you don the badge and you see somebody else in your 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 uh your partner, one of your coworkers, man, pull them by the co- it was one fantastic video. It was a black lady too. Um a cop did something, I forgot what city. I want to say it was in Chicago, but um she uh it was a cop that was acting out and she like chased that cop down. And 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 yeah, they she chased that cop down. Was like, no, nah, we're not gonna do this. And we need more cops, we need more police to speak. It's because it's more you than it is of the bad people. That's and that's the thing I want us to understand. There is more good than bad, but the bad seems like they're winning because they're getting the shine. So we just gotta put a change to that. We gotta put a change to that. So let me know what you think. I don't want to keep on rambling. Um, I'm, I can't read and, and talk at the same time, so I have to read some of these comments. Um, the energy that I'm getting right now, I'm really appreciating uh, because I really do love you. I really do love you. I'm not, I really do love you. If I mess with you, I mess with you. And I'm going to give you everything that I have. And so with that being said, please continue to support the podcast. Please continue to listen to past episodes, give me feedback and all of those great things worldwide. Thank you so much for, I mean, every time. Now, I haven't had a new country in a minute. Canada was the last one. So I need some more people in other Africa. Where is Africa at? I'm not going to call my dude from South Africa because he kept, he told me he was going to get some people on, but I haven't got Africa yet. And Akon, hey, Akon, can you please hurry up with your city, man? We, we ready to get up out of here. So Akon, shout out to Akon. <laughs> um, but on a, on a comical note, I'm on a comical note. On a comical note, all right? Now, whoever was the dude, and shout out to Chicago. I love Chicago. I love the shy. Shout out to Chicago. I have always had a good time for Chicago. Everybody I know from Chicago is just good people. But the dude who stole the horse and rode, man, that is my MVP. I'm sorry. That is my MVP. To take a horse (laughs) and ride it through the city is the most, is the greatest thing I had ever seen in my life. Dude, pose, like, that is my dude, man. Hey, if he got caught, he went to jail. Hopefully, somebody bailed him out. And if you're the officer, or if you left your horse 
you should be immediately fired just for that because you got your horse taken, you know. So, so that's my only comical thing. That dude, I watched that video probably like twenty times, man. That was great. I said, this cat stole a horse. Oh, they on a different level in the shot. So shout out to Chicago, but uh, y'all stay safe out there. Many cities, uh, even Beaver Creek, you know, many cities have, uh, you know, done a curfew. And I know, like, I want people to share this a podcast throughout your social media um, because it's probably going to get me in some trouble, but I don't care. I I came in with love, um, but I spoke my mind. But I just want people to be careful out there. Be smart. Please be smart. Please be smart. Please be calculated. Your job is to get old. That's the game of life is to get old. That's, That's the game. And with the experience comes wisdom. Wisdom is applied knowledge all right so having a bunch of information it don't make you wise it's how you apply it how are we raising our families how are we interacting the communities how are we fighting for change that's wisdom so with that being said please as again please support me on all of my social media platform at ken's corner which is facebook twitter and instagram or you can hit me up on my personal pages just you know type in i'll see if i'll accept you on my I ain't following everybody, but hey, if I follow you, I mess with you. Just put it that way. Also on my website, which is www.kenscorner.co. That's www.kenscorner.co. So with that being said, in the words of Dr. Arthur E. Thomas, former president of Central State University, this is my motto. Ever since I heard it, I live by it. But I really, in this time, want you to know I love, I trust, and I respect you. This is Ken of Ken's Corner Podcast. Peace out and please be safe. Remember, George Floyd is the reason why we are doing what we're doing. Peace.